Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity. Want to be a part of it? Well, find out how you can help by donating, by sponsoring, or even joining us. Just visit nhradio.org.uk. That is Serious Child along with Andy Ruddy uh, and uh, the new single taken from the album Talk About the Weather and All My Friends Are Famous. And I'm so pleased to say that on the other end of this telephone line, we have Mr Andy Ruddy himself. Good morning, Andy. Morning, Kev. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, it, I'm just pleased that we managed to get hold of you after all the Skype issues that we had three weeks ago. So, so thank you for saying yes to uh, coming back on the programme. So, Absolutely not. I believe that uh, you, you were writing songs when you were only about 10 or 11 years old. I mean, that's pretty young, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they were all rubbish. So I, I would say most <laughs> most 10 or 11-year-olds could, could have a go at it um, the way I was. <laughs> but I just took it a little bit further, I guess. Well, it, it's worked out well for you anyway. So even though you, I mean, you used to work in law as well. This is not when you were 10 or 11, when you grew up, of course. Um, and uh, you worked in law and accountancy. Did, did you have a feeling, um, you know, that, that, that you were, you were a child, uh, as a child, that music would be your calling uh, and maybe law was just a, a little bit of a fill-in? Yeah, it was all I ever cared about, really. Uh, but I kind of kept it a secret. Um you know, I love music and I took music lessons like a lot of other kids, but I I retained the musical information because I loved music. Um I did I did a law degree when I was eighteen and um immediately forgot all about it. So I was never any good as a lawyer really. Um and uh yeah, you know, slowly but surely as I've become an a, an adult, I've um you know, I've just gravitated towards music because it's it's where my heart is, you know. I suppose, though, that uh, being in law and having a law um, background and, a, a, of course, an accountancy background as well, that has helped with the business side of your music career. And a lot of artists who maybe haven't had that sort of grounding in law and accountancy uh, of in the past fell by the wayside. It, it, I suppose it's been a boon for you, though. Yes, but it's been good. I mean, um, I, strangely, I was only in accountancy for about a year or two. Um, you know, just, just I needed a job at the time and I... Uh, I would say that's helped more in a strange way, just, you know, just to be organized with with money and, um, you know, meet the music business is a really tricky business. And, um, yeah, I guess anything to arm yourself to, to help um, survive is, is good. Now, let me take you back to, to when you were a child and um, Peter Gabriel's album, So. Now, that holds a special, well, some special memories for you, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so ingrained in me they're almost not memories because we have we have home videos of my mum and dad they would have that album on all the time so I came back to that album maybe 10 years ago and I already knew all the songs but I hadn't heard it since I was since I was you know too young to remember really so that you know Peter Gabriel's music is almost sort of wired in my brain do you, do you have a favorite track from the album or is it just the album it, itself that sort of you hold so dear there's a beautiful song called Mercy Street that I absolutely love. It just it's just a really hypnotic song. So everyone should check out Mercy Street if they've not heard that album. But obviously it's a it's got some famous tracks like um, you know, Sledgehammer and um, Don't Give Up with Kate Bush. So it's um absolute classic in my book. 
Some great tracks on there. And I, 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 to tell you the truth, I've not listened to that album for, oh, it must be about a decade or so. I'm going to have to grab it out and listen to Mercy Street again just to, to remind me. So You must. I'll do the same. I'm gonna. We've got a lot of driving on this tour, so I'm going um, <laughs> to add it to the list. I don't blame you as well. I'll, I'll drag it out when I get back home. Now then, in 2014, you released an EP called On This Great Day. Um, and just that line itself also stems back to your school days, doesn't it? Yeah, you've got some very good sources. You've done your homework. <laughs> yeah, um, we used to sing a hymn, and the words were, um, on this great day we greet thee at thy throne. I was a bit of an angry young man, to be honest, Kev, and um, I uh, I wrote this song about the sort of grandiosity of how we sing hymns um, at school, but then perhaps how how I felt uh, at school you know, during the day felt m- much less than that, and... Um, I uh, I wrote the song on this great day. It was on my first album. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, listening to that song as well. Um, it. I, I, I don't know about anybody else. Um, but it. There also seems to be influences of elbow in there as well. Am I right? Um, I guess I discovered elbow by then. Um, I got really into elbow at university. So yeah, I think in the production, in the sense that they'd released yeah. a, an album called The Seldom Seen Kid, and I loved the orchestral arrangements on it, and. Um, you know, we we worked with a guy called John Hargreaves on my first album, and he did all the string arrangements. And I suppose at that point, um, yeah, I suppose I was, you know, that was one of my first references. Now then, the the, the new album that's out, Talk About the Weather, um, it's with um, Serious Chart, who is uh, Alan Young, of course. So how did you and Alan Young first get together? Because at first sight, I mean, the pairing of you, you look total opposites. Yeah, um, we we look different, but we're we're kindred spirits. I mean, Alan, I met Alan at a gig, and then uh, he was curating a festival, and uh, I got chatting to him at that. And by which, by that point, he started releasing his own music, and um, we agreed to have a co-write back in twenty nine, where twenty nineteen, where I went around to his house and we we wrote a song called Roper Lane together, and agreed, oh, we should do this again. And then twenty twenty happened, and. Um, we really helped each other through it by doing these Zoom calls on a Thursday, and and sometimes we'd write two songs a day, um, and uh, you know we we just wrote loads of songs together, and I think we got to the point where it was like, well, it'd be a bit of a shame not to let pe- people hear some of these because it's a, it's a you know we thought it was a strong piece of work, and it was of its time, it was stuff that people could relate to. I, I hope. Now you mentioned there that uh, the the album was uh, well really put together over eight months of Zoom meetings and just just on Thursdays was it a sort of regimented thing in the diary that you know eight you know whatever time it was eight o'clock or something Thursday you team up with with Alan for for this it session? really was yeah yeah it was it it was absolutely regimented and um, you know we we'd get together on Zoom every Thursday religiously and I I think I'm not one of these people that sits down and goes I'm going to write a song today. But when it comes to collaborating with someone, I think it's I would recommend it to anybody creative to just collaborate because you really do just subconsciously bring your best self to the table. You do your very best because you don't want to let your uh, creative partner down. And me and Alan, we just got on a roll with it. We we really enjoyed it. And I think we needed it as well. Um, we were talking the other day. We've been doing these gigs. And, um, you know, when everything was so bleak in 2020, imagination becomes a much more powerful tool um you know as, as your escape as your escapism and um that's what we did in 2020 so reflecting on those songs the reason why it's so colorful is because it was written in a place where we were all stuck inside 
Now, that, that must be, for, for a musician uh, and for somebody who sort of works with, with other people so close, that must be, I, I don't know, was it frustrating just doing that over Zoom and not getting together, um, you know, physically in the studio? Because it's so different to how I imagine you'd normally yeah. work if, if COVID hadn't happened. No, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't choose to do it. <laughs> it's much, much nicer in a room with a piano and, you know, uh, you've been in the same room obviously is, is preferable but I just think like a lot of us we we accepted our limits in 2020 and 2021 didn't we and um, we just made the best of it and actually it became a bit of a lifeline in a pretty grim time um, and I'll always be grateful to Alan for that. And thankfully uh, now we're sort of hopefully at the back end of all this uh, this horrible stuff uh you know you can get out on the road and, and sort of j just work together as, as a pair which will be great not only for, for us coming to see the concerts uh but for, for you as well i imagine it's been it's been brilliant the we've, we've just done four gigs in a row so if i sound croaky and tired that that's why we've just done four gigs <laughs> you know we, we've traveled the length and depth of the country um for for the last four days and uh the gigs are unlike any gigs I've ever done. Um, there's so many instruments, um, but also the emotional range of the songs. You know, it goes from being absolutely wacky to being Alan plays one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. And, and I actually love that because I think everyone comes away. It's almost like they've gone for a swim in the sea or something. Everyone, I think, feels a little bit better. It's like they've been on an emotional treadmill. So that, That's what music can do for you. Um, talking about music and television as well, I mean, I was a massive fan of The Syndicate. That was on BBC earlier on. Uh, was, was it earlier on this year? You lose track yeah. of time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, your music uh, was used in the recent... Uh, the, the Was it the final episode of, of The Syndicate? I mean, how did it, that How did that come about? Well, I, I work with quite a lot of people, and, and one of my co-writers um, got some music on... Uh, on the syndicate so he had some links to them and i guess they liked what he'd done some of which was with me and he, he sent it through to them i've got to say i didn't really have much to do with it but i was absolutely thrilled you know to, to get your music on on bbc one um and you know to have people still shazam in it because you don't have to watch it live nowadays people find it in dribs and drabs on iplayer for instance so it's actually been really nice the last six months, uh, you know, people discovering the song that initially the song Fault Lines was a B-side. So, um, yeah, it's been very gratifying for myself and Nova, my, my co-writer on that track. And it's great to have you in, on a programme which, which was so successful as well, because that, that was a brilliant sort of little mini-series, wasn't it? I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. I really like Kay Mellor's stuff. She's, um, yeah. She is like a, a TV writer, very much like what I would say Alan is as a songwriter, where she she's very good at, small everyday detail yeah de definitely now then tell us a little bit about the give a song charity give a song is a project i work for here in south london uh we live in forest hill in south london and um my friend chloe edwards wood is a real hero um she's a musician and she was out of work in lockdown like a lot of us and she decided she wanted to try and help and she started going to shielding people's doors and playing requests that their relatives had told her were uh, their favourite songs when people were stuck in the houses. And I, I got involved about a year ago and since then we've we've visited thousands of people and um, when, when it was the lockdown we were stripped down to a team of three um, so I was very busy with it then and um, we got some funding to do a, a dementia project so it's branched out into into almost music therapy really um, and uh, 
yeah, we've we've just met so many nice people in Southeast London, and it's it's been a, an absolute joy. But I I can't really take the credit. I'm I'm the wingman for a, a a real force of nature and a brilliant girl called Chloe Edwards Woods. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a brilliant cause. Uh, and music is, I mean, I found out with sort of doing the hospital radio, music is such a brilliant way for a way forward, really. Recovery, uh, relaxation, uh, and just everything like that, isn't it? So uh, it's a great job you're doing that. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you. Um, we, we get a lot out of it as well. Um, you know, during a difficult time for everyone, we were getting to getting to meet people in a socially distanced way and, and, and getting to do what we love to do anyway. So... Um, I think the person doing the admin and making it happen, which was Chloe, is, is the one that deserves all the credit. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a it's a brilliant cause anyway. So so thank you um, for doing that. Now then, we've just played uh, the the new song from the album. All my friends are famous. Apart from uh, from Mr. Serious Child, who's the most famous number you've got in your phone? The, fa- the most famous number. Mm. Um, I we are doing some fundraising for a charity called uh, the Derby Rimmer Foundation on this tour and uh, one of my footballing heroes at Bradford City uh, Stephen Derby is is in my phone um, unfortunately I had to retire with motor neuron disease and he set up this charity but he's an absolute hero and he's he's one of those he was the Bradford City captain for a few years and um, he's one of those leaders that makes you want to um, you know run through a wall for him but he doesn't do it by shouting and bawling he just does it by how he carries himself so I've had some back and forth with him in the last year um, just as I've been trying to do some fundraising and uh, we continue to do it on the tour Brilliant, uh, an- another brilliant uh, cause uh, to, for music to, uh, to to help with um, as well, now I, I love the story behind All My Friends Are Famous, it's it's a very wry look at fame <laughs> isn't it? Yes, well uh, Alan is very good at rounding my edges, I'll come in all annoyed to a songwriting session saying look um, the story with that one was um, I'd been watching a uh, talk show at Christmas and I'd found it all just a little bit sycophantic, Kev, to be honest with you. It was sort of very famous people telling stories, but the, there wasn't really a arc to the actual story. The story just seemed to end with, and then I bumped into this famous person. And um, it was kind of fame for fame's sake. And I, I we were all in a bit of a weird mood at that time, I guess. So I came to a writing session with Alan and said look I saw this TV show and I just thought it was so sycophantic and I had this title in my phone for years actually called All, All, All Your Friends Are Famous and then Alan as he always does he kind of helps me turn something that's maybe a little bit catty into something a bit more funny or warm and um, we wrote the song together and um, we've been playing it we played it last night actually in London and it's one of those songs that you can really sing with a smile on your face because yeah we're not we're not actually having a go at anybody it's just uh <laughs> it's just a laugh we we've we've written it from the point of view of a socialite so it's not aimed at anyone in particular but it's um it's a real laugh to play life well like all the songs um on on the album when you listen to each one it's like a little uh, if if you like a little playlet you know within sort of 3 minutes or so uh, on, on each songs and everyone yeah. tells a story which is what i love about the album um Thank you. if you had to choose one of your uh, one of the favorite tracks one of your favorite tracks off the album which would it be would you be able to choose yeah i think i could uh, my my favorite is uh, a song called queen of the castle um it's the one i think it's track 7 and it starts with a clip of a little girl and the little girl is my uh, 2 year old niece well she's 3 now but um she was 2 at the time and we wrote that song 
because my internet went out here in South London. Hopefully, it won't do it again today while we're chatting. But um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I compiled all the video clips my brother had sent me during lockdown of my my two year old niece Alice, and she was a beautiful stage with the English language where she was just trying stuff out. She was saying sentences that didn't quite make sense grammatically, but you knew exactly what she meant, and she was fearless and. It was really joyful to see all the things that she was saying as she was learning to speak, really. And I actually, when our internet was out, I uh, transcribed a bunch of those clips. <laughs> and then when the internet came back, I had a writing session with Alan in the afternoon and I brought him these clips. Uh, I brought him the, the transcriptions of these clips and he, he, he sort of sung the first line of the song and away we went, using some of that as raw material. And um, it's a song that's really special to me because I think it, it captures the stage she was at because after the lockdown when I when I went to see her and I was allowed to see her it was like I was dealing with a little person by that point you know she'd she'd got even better at the language so it was nice to kind of capture it while she was still finding her feet it's nice to plagiarize your own niece you know oh well definitely she ain't gonna ask uh, for any money uh, from it it's just, uh, not yet we'll, we'll see not we'll, yet I've got I've got 10 years <laughs> you know <laughs> Well, let's hope she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> that track, Queen uh, Queen of the Castle, along with uh, All My Friends Are Famous and another um, eight brilliant tracks are all on the album, Talk About The Weather. It was finally released uh, on Friday, uh, so people can go out and buy the album now. Um, and it, it is a wonderful album. It's a great album just to listen to and to listen to the words and the stories uh, within there. So uh, so thank you, to, well, to you and Andy. Uh, sorry, to, to you and... Uh, uh, I've forgotten his name now. I've, I've written yeah, it down. Two names is a lot. You know, Serious Child, Alan Young. <laughs> Alan, yes. I knew it began with an A, but, you know, yep, it is still early. Extra confusion. It's yep. still early in the morning for me, Andy. So yeah. thank you so much for coming back and having a chat to us and telling us all about the album uh, and everything else. Uh, it's, I it's, appreciate it, Kev. Thank you. It's been lovely to speak to you. The album, as I said, uh, it was released on Friday, the 3rd of September. Go out and buy it. It's called Talk About the Weather. Serious Child and Andy Ruddy. Uh, go out and just make it a, a, a massive success because it really does deserve to be. Andy, thank you so much for taking the time. Have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. And uh, and where can we find out more about, about you and the album and the touring and everything else? If you look for uh, Serious Child, if you just Google Serious Child and find his social media, you, you'll find it. Uh, and if you Google me, Andy Ruddy, R-U-D-D-Y, <laughs> um, you'll, you'll find my social media as well. And we're, we're promoting it all the time when we're playing in Surrey tonight. Brilliant stuff. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just go out and buy the album. Just see what it's all about. Uh, that's all you need to do. Have a great Sunday, Andy. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ken. Creating and rekindling memories. NHR.